Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. It may have not, well, whatever. Right, it doesn't matter. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> Calling us mid-conversation there, guys. We're going to get right back to that here in a minute, but uh, aloha, welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. Uh, you're here with your host, the Viking, and the... Huh. And uh, Bourbon Cowboy Chuck and Wood. I forgot we were playing around with our new microphones again. So, But I got it on me, so they yeah. should be able to hear me. Oh, no, you didn't hear it perfect. I forgot it was on there. Normally, you move and walk away, and I pick a mic up, and I kind of follow you. And that's good, because I, I'm always moving and shaking when I'm talking. But, yeah, welcome, guys. Man, yeah. we are Let me know where we're here. At. At We've been Snowballs. talking about doing this for a while. We've been talking about doing this for at least a year. Um, out here in St. Louis on uh, Old 100, about as far as you can go until you get to Lee Summit. I, I think I'm. Um, is it Lee Summit? Yeah. Uh, That's yes. where it runs back into 44. Yes, but there's. But this yes. is Stovall's Grove, and I'm not going to go in to tell you the history because we'll have Steve on the podcast and he'll be able to tell you. But I've been coming here for 40 years. It's one of the. One of the nicest old school, old cowboy bars. They do line dancing, have great country music, Still and has a lot the of fun stuff. Original wood dance floor that uh, was put in when this place <coughs> opened, which is wild. And this, this is one of those fun locations where, like, in all of the years of our friendship, this is one of those. There's been a few of these locations where we've both been to different times obviously we both know the owners for different reasons <laughs> and yeah. eventually we just hung out here one time and then we've been talking about doing this forever originally we were going to do a big one and then you know the covid shit started and then i guess we were just kind of waiting on the vibe to pick back up and things start spinning around and yeah i think and he can tell you about his hours but i think he's open kind of like thursday through sunday maybe Tonight is their um, karaoke night, right. but he also in the fall does a Sunday uh, barbecue series where he has food and has bands in in the fall. And I always love coming to those because for like fifteen, maybe it's twenty dollars now. But yeah, let me tell you something, bro. I mean, you can't even go to McDonald's for less than twenty bucks. No, his food. He's got anything from pork steaks to brisket to chicken. They cook it up here. They have some great food. And that's what that's what was crazy. Is like when we rolled up here and met you that one Sunday. It was like I didn't know that was going on, and we had just taken mom to eat. I was and like, I was "Dog, like, why are you going known, anywhere else to eat except here?" Bro, that sixty bucks would have been better than Rosalita's. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, man. All right, so I want to jump into these cigars real quick. I'm going to shorten up this story that I just told the cowboy a second ago. But you guys have been listening to us long enough. You've been with us when we were in Key West at Green Street, when we were at Rodriguez Cigars, when we were at, I keep wanting to call it, was it the Bait Hotel? That's like the I murder hotel, but it's like hotel or not hotel or remember like the name of that. I don't know, but we went down there and we told you guys all about it and we fell in love with those Rodriguez uh, Liga Special de Bellicosos. And well, it just so happens that you guys know our boy Bill Steving, owner of Bootlegger Cigars and Apothecary in Washington, Missouri. He just so happens to love Duval Street about as much as we do. 
I think that's a fair, fair setting. And uh, now, with the exception of the state of Florida, Bill Seaving is the only retailer of Rodriguez cigars. So, he hooked us up and he's got these samplers. These are the 2016 samplers of the entire um, original Liga Especial blends and the Maduro. And I want to say this is a Habano. I'm almost certain, and it's not here, and I bet I can ask uh, Bill, but... All the cigars are owned and blended by Guillermo Pena, um, handmade Rodriguez cigars out of Key West, Florida. If you guys go to Key West, you can actually visit this factory where Hogshead is, or Hogs Breath Hogs, Saloon. Yeah, Hogs Breath. Walk out the gift shop, take a left. There's the Diamond Supply Store. Right next to that is Rodriguez Cigar Factory. You can go inside the entire thing and enjoy yourself. And then I think um, he's got a little, at least he did. I could be talking out of turn. But down there, what's the square where they have all the people there? Oh, Mallory. Ma yeah, right off of Mallory, they have a little front office, yeah. I think, where you can go in and yeah. meet maybe some of the family members or at least some of their ambassadors right. and whatever, and they can tell you a little bit about what's going on. So I thought we would we would jump into these tonight. I thought it'd be a lot of Hell fun. Hell yeah. Um, Sounds great. So now it just comes down to which one. Well, like the rest you. of this is yours, so and we got more. I got three more of these ordered because so we have full ones. I want to keep them. And the next time you're in the keys, take it down and get because they, they don't. This sampler is done, though. You know what I mean? Like you take it down and get it signed by Guillermo if you can. But Shit, that'd be so awesome. it's like these three are the Liga Maduros, right? Liga Special Maduros, and then these three are. I believe it's a Habano. I'm pretty certain, but it's all the same, almost the same size. You got kind of a. Double Corona here, and then a little. Well, would I here. be? We've done that one, right? We've done this one. So this is the pack that we got. Was this guy here? Oh, okay. the torpedoes. Yeah. So you want to go one off on these? I mean, I don't care which yeah, one. You want to go Habano, or you want to go Maduro? Um. Well, we do a lot of Maduro. Why don't we do Habano? Let's go Habano. Right. And I was gifted by the crazy and wonderful Paul Cass. Here you go, brother. Um, oh, thank you, brother. Okay, that is dude. fucking awesome. Eight, 1984. Um, I was at a little bourbon gathering um, with the brother. That smells good. Um, this weekend, and Cass and brothers, uh, the Swede and Johnny Diamond and Paul Cass was there, and um, he. Um, you're more than welcome to come over. Give me a few <laughs> bottles, and this is old. Yeah, Puffer you can come Distillery over and hang out if you want. If you want to rye. listen, chat, it's all good, dude. And this is a single barrel, and um, it's cast drink, and this is a five-year aged, and we're gonna give it a swig. They do not have. Let me see. It's pepper, right? Old pepper. Old pepper distillery. Kentucky. MGP. Lexington, Kentucky, yeah. and they do have back here. It's MGP. It says yeah. Lexington, Kentucky. Um, or Indiana, and I'm sure it's Indiana. Or Indiana, yeah. I'm looking for the, um, I don't see the proof, and I don't see the, uh... It's, a, it's, like a, it's got like the E.H. Taylor topping. Do you see uh, nope. anything? Just says DSP, well, And usually I can tell by the uh, alcohol percentage one out of two, but I, I don't see it. Um... But anyway, that's what we're going to be drinking, and that's what we're going to be smoking, and we're going to get into this, and we're going to giddy up. This is like, I, 
I'm not quite confident that we've ever done like a. Oh, this is from Cape Girada. It's from Cask. Yeah. They call it the Gas Leak. That's their barrel pick name. Huh. Um, oh, 61.4, 122.8. Look at that. It's, okay. it's written in like light black marker. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I never would have read that unless you got your light out. MGP, yeah. Um, so what we're doing is we are out sitting here, out in the uh, garden area, whatever you want to call it. We're in the, the quad. <laughs> there's a few fire pits out here. This, actually, this will be a funny request. I've always been like lackluster on my lighters lately. You got your cutter on you? I packed Are everything you? but my fucking cutter again. But I brought plenty of lighters. Oh, I'm a straight cut. Thank you so much, though. Thank you. Anyway, we're going to be uh, smoking these and a few others and trying a few bourbons. And I'm sure we're going to have some guests in from time to time, people coming out and uh, wanting to sit and chat with us. Uh, we're going to get going and talk about these, this cigar. And we're going to get rolling and talk about Mr. Old Pepper. And then we'll talk to our guests and we'll get going. We will. We're so I know I normally like save like movie talk for a little later, you know, and we joke a little bit. Dude, have you watched Renfield yet? Um, Renfield Montague, like uh, Count Dracula's. Uh, oh, is that with um, Nicholas Cage's Dracula? I've seen Bro. a preview. He's crazy. It's huh? the best. I know you like those. Um, it, I, I know you best, like those. dude. It, it's a, no, it's I a have funny, not seen it. Do you have to like, pay for that one? Yeah, it's twenty I bucks. I figured yeah. on Prime. It's Nicholas Cage, dude. Yeah, you got to pay for Nicholas Cage. He's Come got on. like he's, he's got like all kinds of movies he's out. He's got a western. Best. He's got a hard one out. Yeah, the western could suck it, but the movie he did with uh, who plays um, uh, the man who plays Mando? What's his name? Pascal. Yeah, Pedro Pascal on him. That was good. I like that, that one. movie. <laughs> But he like, no kidding. It's funny because you can tell that it's 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 you can tell that it's Nicholas Cage, right? Yeah. Well, he played but himself. His, How but hard his, is no, that? In the, in the Renfield one, is Dracula. You can tell that it's Nicholas Cage. But dude, they did his makeup as if it was like Count Kevorkian from like Dahmer. Like it, he looks phenomenal, man. And it's it's such <coughs> a feel good funny movie like it's not a, like it, people get ripped up and ate up and fucked up right like it's, it's supposed to be that good but it's not what it is it's not spooky it's not scary it's like an r-rated monsters movie <laughs> just funnier than shit but i had to throw that out there scream six is great i saw that too huh. well i noticed in one of your picks that you put up on instagram that you were out and it looked like you were watching a horror movie i was watching something. a drack with Rimfield. yeah So one thing I want to say about these cigars, I want to put this out there before we start getting into it and having fun. These are primarily Dominican cigars. Okay, we know that. We've known that since we were down there. But the unique thing about it is most of the wrapper that's used and specified fillers, so like when they need certain Seiko or Viso or if they're doing age or anything like that, is primarily Nicaraguan tobacco. So it's, you, you could go either way. It's really disgusting. And I mean, it's a Nicaraguan-Dominican hybrid on the tobacco, but... They don't. They don't necessarily smoke that way. You'll see what we're getting into. You know, we don't smoke these always enough to 
nitpick. You know, it's like if I give you a tatuaje and I pull the freaking band off of it, you're gonna tell me that it's, you're like, man, this is gonna feel Nicaraguan, right? You don't know, you know? But if I were to give you a, if I were to give you a, a Cajono 2009 from Tatuaje and then give you a, a La Roma de Cuba from Pepin, you smoke the two of those, and then I give you a Rocky Decade, no, that doesn't make one. Uh, I give you a, uh, a Toro Fuente Rothschild and a Asylum 652, <laughs> you would know that they weren't the same as the other. You know what I mean? Right. And I mean, <clears throat> I was trying to go real particular with names people knew, but like different countries. Yeah. Well, right off the bat, I mean, one of the nice things about this cigar, <clears throat> we don't smoke a lot of Dominican, but I do, I do like it. Is the the retro hair the retro hail is beautiful? I mean, yeah. I mean, right now, and these are older, okay. So wow. obviously, but it, it's got that that dusty calm nature to it. But like, remember when I had you smell the cigar before we lit it? I was like, it was kind I was of fruity, say it's right? got a dusty pepper to it yeah. through the yeah. nose, and we haven't even, and we have not even sipped any old pepper yet. Well, why don't we do that? Let's hit that but, I'm just cheers. saying. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, brother. Cheers, brother. Wow. Man, not wrong with that. Oh. I don't mind that at all. <coughs> what is that? Oh, it reminds me of something. Well, I hate to say it, but there's a little pepper in there. <laughs> did, did you did you do that yourself, or did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to just stay with the pepper theme. I mean, good grief! No, it's spicy. It's kind of like um. <clears throat> and well, the one thing I will say is kind well, of crazy. Well, now we got pepper no, in this, uh, pepper in that, and you know the rye is going to give you some peppery. Right, but but it's not over spicy no. like rye does, though. Are those those teamos or? What are, what are they called? Tobago. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Those. This, these I've had for eight years. Those are the new ones? Then you got to no. get a brand new pair because like the... I do. Yeah. And I've been wearing them a little bit, but yeah. I got another one in the box. This is the one. This is the pair that they gave me because the string right. came out of the top thing. They yeah. shot me a new pair right out. Yeah. Um, the, I'm was, still working the old... And I had these resold because I love the old ones so much. Cost me like 130 to have them resold. I could have got new ones. I think they're 250 now, but when yeah, I but get an the, old boot, I'm like, I'm still in it. fit to you though, right? Oh, it's like, no, it's like those Ariat square toes I have, dude. Like, they're just like, uh, man, once you get in old boots, you can't beat them. That's like these, these are thorough goods. And if you, if you have the same size foot as me and you put your foot in here, you wouldn't be able to wear this because like my fucking toes line up. In the soles of these things, like they're just—they've warped to my foot. I think these are ten and a half, um, and they—and you know. But remember, when we joked about when your string came out on that, and then remember when I—I I had that pair of the Olakais I wanted to give you. You're like, well, dude, why? I'm like, I'm I like, just felt bad because I, I was felt like, like that's your style, well, no, and I'm, I didn't want to cross the streams. I felt on there. bad because I—I I get these Olakais, right? They're two hundred twenty-five dollars slippers, flip-flops. They're leather, handmade, particular stitching in them. They looked great. I'm wearing them. I'm, we're sitting out at a bar. I've got my foot up, and I'm like, oh, shit, the stitching's in the bottom. So I take a picture. I email customer support. I said, I want to start this email, but I'm not asking for anything. I just need to clarify. If the stitching comes out, is the sole of the flip-flop going to be fine? I could care less about the stitching. I just don't want the thing to fall apart. 
She says, could you mind giving me your order number so we can review your size? Seven days later, there's another pair in the mail. No, when you were four years ago, I'm still like wearing that. the same damn flip flop. <clears throat> I still got the box. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and what I'm saying is, is now you stay with that company for life. Oh yeah, like Tuscova. No uh, now I've bought my wife three pair. I have three pair. I mean, you're pretty much good. I mean, I don't know how many years I have left, but I'm pretty damn good. Actually, I have four pair. I have a higher boot. And these are ropers, which I never thought I'd like the roper because every guy likes to be a little taller, but I like the roper. But primarily ropers, obviously they're called ropers because they're used for that setting, right? Right. Well, you got to have, you don't want that bigger heel when you're jumping on and sticking your roper in that, um, and I should know the name of what the fuck that is. You know, when you're getting up on the horse, that stirrup that stirrup there you go look at you i watch yellowstone i've been horses for 10 years and i can't remember it's a stirrup don't worry about it i watch yellowstone i got you i'm all about that shit so um this is something i kind of wanted to i wanted to talk about or like ask you about being that i'm no longer in the retail side of tobacco constantly um you've never worked professionally in tobacco next to our company um, but it's always curious to ask if you see these trends. So the quarter one premium cigar imports sales data came out for 2023. And this is all based from the CAA, the Cigar Association of America, um, that imports and sales are down 8.8% compared to quarter one of 22. Right? Um, so what that means to translate that is that there were 95.52 million cigars imported during quarter one of 23. That's down from 104.71 million last year, almost 10 million cigars less. And what did they in the article attribute that to? Um, because I probably think it's because of the, um, the changing economy coming out of COVID and now we're, we're trying to stay out of recession and prices are skyrocketing and, you know. So um, let, me, let me ask you this based I, on And that. I don't know. I'm just trying to guess what, why sales may be down a little bit. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it just says they're cooling off. Um, Nicaragua is still uh, the leading exporter of premium cigars in the United States. Um, they're actually enhancing their market share. Um, the largest thing that I can find, and you guys can read this article on Half Wheel, I'm not like, drawing this out, this is where I found it at, um, is that I saw one. what's strange about it is brick and mortars and online retailers are reporting gross in sales but the actual import of the tobacco is going down. So the reason I, t I wanted to bring this up is I think I think back to like last podcast we did, I talked about how Tatuaje was relinquished those 26 lines and most of it was broadleaf, you know, and then now the San Andreas stuff was coming in, so on and so forth. If you just stop there and you go back through last year, all the times we talked about companies that were cutting lines, maybe it's not that the cigar sales have slowed down, 
Maybe, maybe it's the companies skews. aren't. Maybe Rocky doesn't need to have 201 skews. Well, he's probably you know. one of the few that have that many skews. But even in the boutique line, I think they have had a lot of. Well, and this happens, right? And you tell me because you've been in it. Maybe some SKUs are dropped for a while, like they'll shut those SKUs down and they'll open new ones like Tatuaje with the Tuxla line. And yep. now they're bringing back in the, in the green label Tuxla line uh, one that was a PCA release a, a long time ago called the uh, Cornea or Corea. It was a different wrapper color. It wasn't the green Tuxla, but the same uh, blend and everything has been brought back, maybe with a different wrapper. Oh, that's the uh, crow, the toy. That's what the, the pork originally, chop is. Yeah. But it wasn't a green label. No, no, no. Originally, when there was the butcher cut stuff way back. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they've re-brought that back. Yeah. And that's been laying dormant for a while. Yeah. Maybe they've just decided to lay some skews dormant for a while and introduce some new skews. And um, because Tatuaje has a lot. I mean, if you look at it, with crown heads, I mean, I, I don't know that I could name every crown heads. I certainly can't name every tatuai. I can name every and, crown heads, but I can't name every tatuai. There's too many. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and not by size, by brand name. Right. So I don't do that. I don't do that. And tatuai, I mean, you know, it's interesting talking tatuai, right? Because if you go back even five years ago, now I'm not. I'm not talking the hardcore, you know. Tatuaje heads, right? Not those guys that, but general public that was a fan of Tatuaje, you knew white label, brown label, black label, red label. That's what you knew. All your Havana Cuveracus, you knew all your Selection de Cazadores, you knew your private labels, um, you knew your Miami blends, and then you knew your Cajonos, uh, the Surrogate series, Atelier, you knew that, all of that, you know, you knew those things. Um, but I almost wonder if that percentage drop isn't necessarily a good thing. You know, if, if, if you're telling me that over a year with all the fires that have happened at, at staging farms, at factories, uh, the hurricanes that have come through, companies being bought, companies folding, companies expanding into other companies, the, the market's only down 8%. Look, I'm no big CEO, but an 8% loss over a year during a growth and hazard period probably is not bad, right? And again, the one thing that I want everyone to remember when we're talking cigars, you're talking about a billion dollar market that is a hobby. Yeah, I'm listening. You know what I mean? It's a, a hobby. It's not a necessity to anyone, you know? Even the average, yeah, it's like we talked about, I went from smoking five, six cigars a day to three to four a week. You know, like. Wow, you're like a normal smoker. I know. Yeah, I call that's it the fuck really I know, it's strange. <laughs> it's strange. My tongue's not burnt all the time anymore, too, so that's good, too. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. Just kind of talk about that a little bit. It's to hear it from, from that side. I don't you know, think it's, it's anything to worry about. I think it's just a turnover maybe of skews and um, I don't know. We'll just see. I'm surprised they didn't say more about what they would attribute that to and um, we'll, we'll just see. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Now, it would be one thing if, if that article line was running out that 
quarter one of 23 versus quarter one of 22 is down 8%, and there's been 78 brick and mortar stores that closed this year. Then you'd be like, ooh, shit, okay. Maybe um, something is not right here, you know, or perhaps, you know? Uh, but in that scenario, I don't, like you said, I don't think it's a big deal. It's just, you know, I mean, and that's just, that's just premium import into the United States. That's not, you're not even talking the world, you know, this is us. We're the new guys, man. Like just us, you know, you look at, you look at the European market on Cuban tobacco. It's, I guarantee it's at least five times what comes into the United States. Well, is it easier to get it through the uh, European market? I mean, every time. No, no, no. The European market, their their entire portfolio. You got enough lights on your shit, dude. Jesus, was that like fucking, a fucking dude, uh, my truck's four still wheel lightsaber just like, went down the road? No, fucking a man. And I just, I drive a diesel. That just cost him like four and a half dollars to do that. I just want everybody <laughs> to understand that. That's what just happened. And um. <laughs> But uh, Andy thought he was cool. Yeah, I know. He's gonna well, be his girlfriend probably, you know, shucked him tonight, so he's getting a little aggressive. Jesus. Um, I don't know what I was saying anymore. Oh, the European market is is dominant. I'll be easy. Ninety three seven Cuba to New World Tobacco. Quote New World Tobacco. We talked about this before. New World Tobacco means anything outside of Cuba, right? The European market and the European market. Not that I'm trying to group everyone together, but the European market is everything from the United Kingdom. Uh, you've got Ireland, Scotland, um, the Netherlands, Switzerland, for now, until they ban smoking completely. But um, And then you have the Asian market, which, again, is even there is probably 93.7. You know, because, you know, in Europe, it's interesting that... You know, one of the cigar lines that we've enjoyed a lot that, that I know you've smoked, I've smoked, I'm, they're starting to pop up a lot more now. We did the Allegrias at Grand Cru, Illusion. When Illusion bought the one offline, that was, that original cigar was actually a cigar, without me getting into the whole story, it was a cigar that was trying to be manufactured by a gentleman in Europe, wanted it to be done in Cuba, they couldn't get it done in Cuba, he made it in Nicaragua, took it back, it was too strong for the market. Because no one, no one had smoked anything like that. You know, you're smoking Cubans for 35 years, that's your your level of strength. That's your palate build right there. Then all of a sudden you hit 99 Corojo and a bunch of Lajero. You basically just rolled a blunt of crushed black pepper and snorted it. Like, that's what you're doing right now. And it didn't work. Oh. You know, so it still translates that way today. Some cigars are, are making their ways in. You know, there's not much um, Nicaraguan that's sold, right? You're finding a lot of, you know, obviously Davidoff is huge across Europe and Asia. That's all Dominican now. You know, um, and you have like Rocky's got some Honduran stuff. Gurkha's got some Honduran stuff that floats around in the area, but primarily their build drawout is from Cuba, and that market is still huge. That's crazy. Huge. A uh, a cigar. There, there's a taste profile in here, a flavor that I can't, well, if that's nothing new, I can't really put a flavor on it, but maybe it's that vintage, like um, it's been setting that I'm getting in um, the draw. I don't know, but <clears throat> I like it. So I'll tell you, the, the primary taste is coming off. It's really neat. There's a little bit of spice that's hanging around my tongue, which is cool. It's making me salivate, right? 
Right, it's but, a dry on the tongue again. But it's Retro I almost want to say there's like some there's fruit that's trying to play in it and it's just not there. It's like the citrus can't pop. What I was gonna say, for example, as far as Cuban cigars, the Cohiba Siglo de Oro, Siglo de Oro just shipped to Hong Kong and it's three hundred and seven dollars, three hundred seven American dollars per cigar. It's a box of twenty four. Man, these guys are making money over there. What the hell are they doing? Yeah. Jesus. Building spaceships? I don't fucking know. Well, what a night to be out here. I wasn't keeping my eye to the sky. I didn't know about full moon coming around. We've got close to a full moon tonight. I think Saturday night will be a full moon. And uh, we've got a little fire going out here. They're doing their... Um, they're a little singing in there. They're doing the karaoke and everything. And Speaking we're just of that, the here. main man himself just rolled up. Steve Elzy, say hello. Hello. Yes. This is our uh, kind host of the evening. How long have you owned Stovalls? Uh, still 506. 506? And it opened when? Uh, 1935. 1935. Same floor, right? Yep. Yep. And I know I've been coming out here 40 years. And I just think it's a mainstay of St. Louis. If you've got the time to take a drive and come out here and enjoy something that is such a, so eclectic and cool and, and um, so inviting, everybody here is fantastic. Um, and then also in, in enjoying the fall series. You do the Sunday series uh, typically in the... Uh, in the fall, or do you do the Sunday thing all season? We usually do March through November. Usually, we wrap it up. Right oh, okay. So it's oh, cool. And is it is it once a month? Or like when do you? Uh, when yeah, do you usually do? once yeah. a month. We try to keep it at the end of the month usually, but we the scheduling it always kind of changes. But, right. Uh, yeah, the next one we have is uh, June twenty fifth. We leave Sunday to go down to Rockbridge. Last year we caught two hundred eighty three pounds of trout and we smoke it all. Wow. So Damn. We'll on the twenty fifth will be that one. That's nice. Always, that's always a fun one. Nice. Well. Speaking of fish, which I, it, I'm, I'm assuming if you're talking fish, you know a little bit about fish. I went to party over in Bethalto, and they had walleye. And um, that was a clean fish. Did you know that you can catch walleye in Illinois? I did not. Up north, maybe, I guess. They caught it right over in Alton in some oh, inlets. Wow. Walleye. And it was absolutely phenomenal. Usually you got to go to like Wisconsin. Well, that's what I thought, too. Yeah, <laughs> I was well, like, I did you say it. walleye? I thought that was a northern, like, Minnesota. Yeah, everything's starting to melt up there. Yeah, walleye. Rolling down with the currents, maybe. But yeah, right, but no, they're down in... Um, in some of the inlets of Altman, which I just found that to be amazing. Yeah, be some good good eating for the eagles. And then also, you know, we've got those flying carp or whatever the hell they call those things. Jump in your boat. Right. <laughs> and everybody says they're bad eating. And um, somebody came in, it was either Three Shoot or Bonaire or whatever. Somebody dialed, uh, somebody who knew what they were doing and cooked them and said they were phenomenal. And I'm like, if that is the truth, that should be off the hook. Because well, everybody's sure looking for cook. good fish. I'm sure you can cook. You just got to know how to cook it. Anything a certain way and it's yeah. good, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, like you said, that's yeah, rare with any kind of carp for sure. But anyway, if no, if nobody that's listening good, yeah. on the Craft Imperial podcast, if you never, you know, you want to put on some boots and um, your kicking jeans and oh, come down they here. They teach and line dancing time. here on Thursdays. Yeah. Right? You teach? Yeah. Yeah, they teach. Every other Wednesday and every single Thursday. There you How go. I've been doing that. 
Oh, they like it since before I took over. I was gonna say yeah. it's. I'm I'm going to my 18th year. They I did it well before then. Damn. It was probably a uh, 97, maybe 97, 96. They've been coming out here and doing that. That's wild, man. That's wild. Thursday nights. And and you, what was your name again? Tony. And Tony, how long have you been coming here? Well. I grew up out here. I the first time I was ever in, sitting at that bar, I was 12 years old. <laughs> Damn, 12 years old. And, was, and I'm 54. <laughs> and ain't no one complaining. That's well, awesome. I sat there with uh, one of the Stovall Stovall women. That's awesome. Yeah, we actually came here. Um, Still that night, I, I texted you. Like I brought two, that whole. Ago, well, no, before that, I brought that whole group. It was the. Um, one of Linda's friends' wedding birthday, yeah. and we roll in here, and we're talking about Stovalls. She walks up to a picture on the wall, and it's her grandfather used to play on the bandstand up here in the fucking fifties. No, one of her friends. Oh, yeah. Walks up, I, I'm like, I'm like talking about Stovalls, like, yeah, I'm a boy. And I was like, take it down there. She goes, hey, bro, and points at this picture. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I started coming here like three years ago. <laughs> Fire hell. Yeah, man. Hey, we had some fun. Oh, yeah. Are you doing some of this old pepper? Have you ever had that? Yeah, before? I just poured him some of it. No, yeah. <clears throat> and I know oh, you're going to say, I brought you more cigars. Okay? I brought the rest of the line. I brought you the rest yeah, of it. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. no. I brought them for you. Yeah. Those are, so if you guys gave me those, man, I gave me and uh, my friend Zach Potts just took over down at Fox Run down there. He took us out there playing. It was awesome. What's his name? Zach Potts. That's who we sat with at uh, Cigar about that day. Oh, really? We were talking about um, St. Albans. He yeah. said he was moving over to Fox Run. Just left St. Albans. Yeah, yes, Fox that was him. Yeah. yeah. He's one of the coolest dudes in the world. Yeah. That's who I gave the other cigar to that you gave me on the Oh, party. right on. Right on. <laughs> well, we're going to need to do Fox Run sometime. We had a chance. Damn. We had two Damn money, or at least bro. a foursome available. Yeah. Linda did. It was the worst. And we couldn't. Dude. It was the worst weekend. Everybody was out of town. We couldn't find anybody. And she's like, "That you lost it." Yep. Somebody I got a. Me. I got a phone call. The dude that, um, if she runs the damn company, but the dude that owns it, he's like, "Hey, it's paid for. I need a foursome." And like, he reached out to me, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, dude." I called at the point that I was trying to find him to call someone that we could just give the damn foursome. Oh, I thought to. he said the point that I called Hodge. No, 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 no. <laughs> I went to him, I went to him first, and I was like, yo, you and I, because I was like, if we at least get three, I'm like, you'll find someone, we can go play this thing. You know, you're talking a fucking 30,000 a year course, oh, bro. Like, beautiful. stupid, they have a 700 yard par five. We got Stupid. <laughs> we, got, we got there the week before, we played the week before the NCAA Women's Division Two National Championship was there, so it was- Damn. The, I, the, the, the rust were- Good looking? Yo, you couldn't even find yeah. the ball if it landed a foot off the guard, like yeah. a foot in there. It was just- I wasn't talking about the ball. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great to go there and watch the Michelob Classic. Oh yeah, it was down all the time, man. Yeah, they, they have it set up for, I mean, you could play a PGA event out there if they really wanted to. I mean, some of those, yeah, they have 700 yard par six. <laughs> par six, that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Michelob Classic, one of my favorite beers that is why would you ever get rid was of that Nicolo? the seniors tournament? I don't know. That was a, no? it was the women. Oh, okay. So okay. I'm all down for that. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, they I don't I don't know why they lost it. It was it Yeah, was, it was very it good. Was a great tournament. Yeah. Uh, do you need anything? No, I'm good, fantastic. Good Maybe a gl uh, ice water. Yeah, That'd be awesome. See you in a bit, bro. Um Yeah. Man, I'm loving this cigar. 
They're good, I'm right? I'm glad I chose There's this because we've had the Maduro, and I, I know they're good. And, um, man, I'm really happy that um, bootleggers yeah. got this. I, I, know I cruise he's a in big, there, dropping product off, and I walk in, and he goes, hey, man, I got more of those Rodriguez. I'm like, oh, dope. When you say Rod, he li Bill's got... There's this uh, box press Maduro 64. I've never seen, dude, the box is gnarlier than shit. N I didn't even know it existed. Box press Rodriguez? Rodriguez, Maduro 64. The Liga Special Maduro 64s. There's no, there's some in a coffin. Like, there's all kinds of Rodriguez. I didn't even know it existed. I didn't know He's that. got a nine foot shelf just lined <coughs> out. Well. And finding out he's just as big of a fan of Key West as us, it's, it's dope. He spent yeah. about two weeks down there a year. I would love, I know he showed us that um, <clears throat> Airbnb he stayed at. <laughs> the fucking pool Did you ever it? look into that? And yeah. Pricey? Yeah. I figured that. Yeah. Not, uh, but they've been staying in it like since it was built. You know, oh, okay. so like they've, they've probably got some kind of uh, so special. Price and it's not, it's not. You know, you couldn't do, you couldn't have three couples in it. You know, you couldn't have two couples in it. It's they're they're rather small, but they're not. You know, that's the funniest thing. We were talking about Key West the other day, and I'm like, you know, it's. I was talking to a guy, and he goes, you know, the funniest thing about Key West is that you can get up at eight o'clock in the morning for four hundred dollars, drink yourself stupid till four a.m. the next day. That sounds great, right? It's like yeah, till you get back to your seven hundred dollar hotel room. Yeah. Real quick trip. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to have to get with you and get some notes put together because we're going down, me and Janine and Kelsey, Gavin and Savannah, and we're going to hit um, Little Rock, Arkansas. Nice. And we're staying at a little uh, B&B on a little inlet next to a really nice restaurant. Yep. And um, a little B&B, &B, and I'll show you the pictures. It, it is a sweet little cottage. Wherever you're going to be at. It's like uh, three miles from the strip, whatever, on a little bay. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not, I was going to say, the, the most unique thing about Little Rock, Arkansas, or where um, the Hot Springs, in Hot Springs, Arkansas, is when you drive into Hot Springs, you enter the National Park. Right. The town had been built up. Like there's all the one place you have to go is the Ohio Club. You can't. You're not gonna be able to take Savannah. They not. They don't let children in there. Yeah, well, we probably won't go to that. Um, this well, trip. Um, <coughs> you go. You get in there. That's the, the the historical one I told you about. But there's, dude. It's it's a just a street of, of, fun, man. Everywhere. You guys go see a horse race. The the um. Oh my God, Belmont. Belmont. There's a big ass casino there with a huge horse track, and it's like a big horse track. Um, all of that. So, but it's a great place to go hang out and, and do some fun shit. I'm gonna man. throw some wood, yeah, but go on. I can walk. Yeah. yeah, I got my mic. Um, yeah, that's cool. I'm looking forward to it. We haven't. We tried to want to do something different other than just hit Florida like we normally do. Yeah. It's a blast, man. I mean, I gotta tell you, it's really. I know cool smoke to... follows beauty, so we got the best looking guy right here. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It's the same way it made my bonfire. Right. <laughs> Anytime I have a bonfire, wherever I sit, the smoke comes right on me, so I just don't ever worry about moving. And right. the craziest thing, I told you this story. I don't think I said it on the podcast. I'll tell you again. So, like when we went down there, 
I didn't bring any cigars. I was like, we were there quick. I was yeah, like, that's it unusual. Well, it didn't, like, I couldn't smoke at the, the VRBO that we were supposed to stay in. I ended up getting all the money back for it, and they shut the VRBO down. I told you that, didn't I? No. Oh, so we pull up. It's raining its ass off. No big deal. Pull up to the unit. Do I have my little blue light like you? Yep, yep. <laughs> um, pull up pull up to our unit, and I op- one, the door's unlocked. The key's in the door. And I open it, and my eyes were burning from the propane. Oh. And I'm looking around like, what the hell? The igniter was on on the stove. So I kill it. I'm opening windows. I'm like, I looked at I looked at him. I was like, yo, you're not staying here. I was like, not now. Like, this thing's got to air out. Like, you, you go in here and fall asleep, and this is still, po- you're not waking up, dude. Like, no. this is not how this ends. And uh, calling, emailing, texting, every number you could find, nothing. Ended up spending $600 on a hotel room for the three days. Just didn't have a, I mean, Went back there at one o'clock in the morning, you still smell it. And I'm like, I'm not doing this, man. Well, hell I no. Lock it up, I put the key back in its little um, the number key lock, um, nothing. Filed all these reports, all this, but two months later, the credit card gets hit with $783. Went on VRBO, the fucking listing is gone. Can't find it. Oh, you but never anyway. got your money back. Oh, no, we got it all back. Oh, okay. Yeah, in full. But, um, so we're sitting there, and it's raining its ass off. Parking is a bitch. So park and walk is the only choice. Well, I think this is why this little B&B will be good for us because we've got Savannah with us. And oh. she'll be able to do a lot with us, but we're not going to be doing a lot. It's a, We're down there for three days. Nice. Two nights. Well, I don't know, whatever. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then I think we're heading home Sunday morning. Yeah, there's cool little spots. Like you can go up to the hot springs that you don't have to hike into them any far. There's a bunch right there. Cool spots. But there's this brewery you have to go to. It's really cool. It's Hot Springs Brewery. They brew all of their beer with the water from the hot springs. So there's this unique taste in all their beer. It's kind of cool. Well, we're sitting there, and there's this group of uh, younger kids kind of off to the side of us. They're in early 20s, right? And... um, the girl goes, hey, do you want to go to the humidor? And I hear it, and I'm like, huh? I'm sitting, and I'm like, that can only mean one thing. Like, I was trying to think of, thanks, brother, of any name possible oh, that could you, possibly Beautiful. correlate to that word without it being what I thought it was. So I pull up my maps, and I type in cigars. There are nine cigar bars, nine, on the main strip in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Man. And the one you go to is the humidor. That's where I was drinking. I was drinking Weller single barrel for 85 or two ounces. Blood Oath six, seven, and eight for $12 an ounce. Humidor sucked, but the what you were paying was just ridiculous. I mean, you had to, you know? You had to. All right, well, I'm just answering a no, text ahead, here buddy. from... I tell you, the cigar's treating really well, man. It, here, this is solid with this pepper. Bring the pepper, and the pepper's got that. God, it just reminds me of something so bad, and I can't pick it off. Um, it, there's there's heat to it. There's a little spice to it, but it doesn't it doesn't hold that like rye spice. And there's I don't, I don't really find any over the top sweetness in it. But there's a good kind of cough syrup feel you know, to it, but it's phenomenal. And it just, it hits whatever this kind of dusty vintage play that's happening inside the Rodriguez that uh, 
just makes it phenomenal. You're putting a cake together. It's fantastic. No, I, I'm surprised I really like it that much because we've had it. I just didn't know his line was um, uh, had expanded to so many sizes. And I had no idea as expensive as it is. Um, Crazy. I'm glad we tried this other one. It's yeah. fantastic. Man, it's, I just, have we ever done, I just think this is one of our first podcasts where we're actually sitting next to a fire doing the podcast. We've always done them in the afternoon. I don't know that we've ever done one, and I've I'm tried to take some pictures tonight, but I don't think we've ever done one uh, by a fire before. We have not at night. We did do that in one by, by a solo stove, yeah. Well, a solo <laughs> stove, we've done some at... So if you're is at an afternoon yep. fire pit, yep. whatever, blah, 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 but not at night. <clears throat> so this is great. Wow, you know what? I was going to say we did at the farm, but we did not. We've always done them at the lake or at the, the, the yeah, the lake, at your lake. That's what we've always done. We haven't done any of them by a fire at, at the farm, have we? I know we haven't done it in either one. We haven't done it by the wood fire, and we haven't done it in the main trailer. Yeah, I think this is a first. Phenomenal cigar. It's kind of funny. It's like we're sitting out here. It's like when we're out here in this, uh, I'm going to keep calling it the quad because I kind of find it funny. But this killer, it's a little patio for say it's outdoor area but it's got all the uh gravel everywhere and like you look down and there's like almost a cigarette for every piece of gravel <laughs> and we have these ashtrays and we just keep putting our ash into the gravel yeah, or in the fire pit which is funnier than hell <laughs> and um it's just funny i have an ashtray here and not, not doing anything with it it's kind of crazy but yeah it's nice out i'm gonna get some i'll get some video for the patreon once we start getting back in a convo but um it's cool, man. I mean, it's. I've been kind of rolling through half wheel, kind of looking for. Um, oh, I do need to correct something that I had said on that last podcast. This is what I get for writing something down, reading it, and then talking about it. I fuck my own self up. When I was talking about the 23 Las Calaveras that's releasing, saying that Pepin was back to do it, Pepin has been in charge of Las Calaveras for the past 14 years, or since 2014. What I'm, what I was trying to say is that this is Pepin's first time back since the first Nicaraguan Puro that was the 2022 Las Calaveras. I just want to clear that up because I think I did say that Ernesto Carrillo was, was involved. I don't know. Did you get some but, feedback on yeah, that? Yeah, I talked to John about it. I texted John. We were talking about it. And I was like, oh, shit. I definitely, and I went back and listened to it. And I was like, oh, I definitely worded that wrong. I torqued that all up. So... Just want to make sure I clear that up. But well, if that's the only thing you've said wrong, that's not many. We're not going to go with the only thing. Many. That's just the one I fixed, I think. Uh, no, I was looking around trying to, um, you know, it's kind of funny. You open up Half Wheel, which, I, you know, you guys know I joke about it, but it is the best place to pick up all your news. Um, and then you hear that uh, setting that cigar sales are down so much, so there's still all these new releases. You know, the uh, La Roma de Cuba. Uh, we love them even more. Roma de Cuba. You like the yellow heaven. I love that. They're releasing it in a Connecticut. Well, that's in cool. In Ecuador and Connecticut over the same, same Nicaraguan tobacco binder and fillers. 
So, oh, okay, cool. I'm really excited to talk. No, about I'm gonna this. let you talk I'm about really this because to I know you know more about this than me. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, this is Lloyd's whiskey from Yellowstone. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, he's not the only cowboy promoting mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. the other one, point. the singer. Yeah. I can't think of yeah. his name. So, what we're pouring now? This is the Oak and Eden. Um, this stuff released, I think I'm going to say it released about two years ago. Um, this is the toasted oak. And what Oak and Eden has done is they have kind of, not copyrighted, but they're kind of taking the run with it with the in-bottle finish. So what they do is they call it the bourbon inspire, the bourbon inspire, right? So once the whiskey comes out of the barrel and goes into the bottle, they drill out a one inch wide, six inch long spire from that barrel that they then stick into the bottle. And the idea is that over time, the whiskey will continue to change. Now I will tell you, this is not the first bottle of this that I've drank. Um, I don't know if it's nostalgic, if it's kind of a mind play while you're doing it, but I had sat down with my cousin and we went through a bottle of the Sherry Rye. And just in the night that we were drinking it, as the spire exposes, it swells due to the oxygen, the whiskey changes in the bottle, which is super neat. It's cool. So I'm curious for you, you've never had one of these, right? Yeah, I've had it with you before. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we have, yeah. Not a fresh bottle though, did I open that no, bottle? No, not okay. a fresh bottle. So we just open this. Take the first sip of it, because I want you to tell me if it's what I think it is. Every time I take the first sip of these things, they always, they don't taste the same, but they've got the same mouth feel to them. Cheers, by the way. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, do that. Can't forget that. Um, it tastes oaky for damn sure. Um, the first thing that I taste every time I do this, or every time I've had one of these, is a soaked wood. I think it's definitely uh, calmed down because when we first handled it, the bottle was warm, but um, um, yeah, it's. It's definitely oaky. I'm gonna have to give that a minute. But it's it's unique too because so this is the toasted oak. So again, we've talked about you know toasted is just another. What did we ever find out exactly? It's just another char level, right? Like a a naming for a char level. As far as the toasted side goes, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but it's cool overall. I think it's unique because. Yeah, when you're sitting there looking at it, you see the wood in the barrel, right? I uh, haven't been able to fish it out, but I've always wanted to fish one out and light it. Well, it's like putting your finger in one of them. Remember those toys your mom and dad would get you? Like you would... Chinese finger trap. Exactly. You're going to have to pop a bottle to get that baby out. That's what I was saying. I thought it'd be kind of cool to have, you know, you guys can see the spire in there. To kind of have that guy come out and collect them and throw them into a smoker. So what do you think about the cigar with the oak and eating? Well, so I always kind of say, bright, huh? 
<laughs> oh, you like got that right on me. Yeah, on shore here. Yeah, I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm still like, I mean, I'm just amazed how much I like this cigar. I mean, I really like it. I mean, um, let me have another little sip of this because yeah, I always say this um, when you open a bottle. Um, it's going to change so much. Um, needs to sit a little bit. Needs to get a little air to it. So I hate to make too many, but definitely right off the thing, right? Oak. Well, of course, we have, it's Oak and Eden. It's going to be right. oaky. It's going to be woodsy, especially with the spire in it and everything. Um, so we're going to let that sit, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about it, I think. <laughs> Turn this around on me so we can get into this thing, too. Point this at me. We're getting some Patreon footage here because we're not going to be here. Point this at me. Oh, yeah. Like we did before. <laughs> it is bright. But. It is really oaky at the top. Um, but you can see you know, the spire floating around in there. Guy in there. It almost looks like, and I've actually never seen a spire, but it looks like. Have you ever seen the commercial for like so, honey oak cereal? Right. And they've right, got right. that little spire. They got the oak dripping all over the, the, the I was, uh, flakes of the cereal. The first time I, I saw this and everybody kept saying spire, spire, spire. I had to stop myself from asking the silly question. I was like, well, what the hell is a spire? Right? Well, a spire, it's a spiral drill out, right? Most, most layman's term definition. That's why it looks the way that it does. Um, which is super unique. So it's a unique toasting kind of style. Patreon, you guys can see out here, we got the fire going, we got people hanging out with us, traffic, everybody's hanging out over there. So we'll get this uploaded, get some more video going too. Kind of show you guys the box real quick. Can you see Rodriguez box? Yeah. Yeah, just lift your glasses up. That's that Rodriguez sampler box there. Super that cool. is super cool. Um, so yeah. let me ask you a question. Can um, what do you think, because uh, I need to get a ride home, and this is off our beaten path here, but will I be able to get an Uber out here, or do I need to go in with you, get an Uber from your place? How, how are lifts and stuff out here? Either or, they're going to be just fine. Oh, okay, good, yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll I used let her to, know, because uh, yeah. she's shopping, and she wanted to know if I need to come back and get me, or if I could Uber home, which would make her just... You know, dance a jig. Oh, uh, yeah, she get, you got, get you home out of here, no problem, dude. Okay, yeah. good. I'm going to let <laughs> yeah. her know. because yeah. Labadee. Well, what do La you... Labadee, not Lee Summit. Labadee. Okay. That's what it was. Labadee. I don't know what the hell just made me think of that, but that's because oh, Point yeah, Labadee yeah, yeah. Brewing's over there, which we got to get out there and set up, do a podcast out there. It's have I ever taken you out there? Oh, yeah, there. I've been out there yeah. like... Oh, you have? Oh, okay, times. okay. Huh? Been there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like... Oh, uh, it's awesome! Yeah, yeah they, we found they do, it. Um, they do a great job there. I like to joke when I talk to people now. Is I'm like, I've been going there before they paved the road, so you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. <laughs> but what I like about, oh, excuse me, is I like how like you take your truck out there, your vehicle or whatever, you can kind of pull out back up onto the grass, set your own little thing. I mean, you got to walk and get your beer, but hook it up and set it up, man. It, it's it's a really really cool spot. I like it. It's. Everything's in there. They do a hell of a, in October, they don't do what everybody else does. They don't make an Oktoberfest beer. They do this maple, 
They use Samuel Burton whiskey barrels from Labadee. Yep. And they make a maple bourbon rye stout. Maybe. That might be what it is. Or sour something, whatever, stout. Dude, it is. It, it literally tastes like you're, you're drinking maple syrup. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's so good. It's sweet. It's fun. It's goofy. It, it, it's, it's good. I don't mind it at all. But that's a cool spot. I don't know if you've been out there or not. Yeah. Well, they used to have, it was always on our way uh, past the golf course. We go through the hills and we get to Labadee before you get to Washington or get out there on your road to uh, Washington. And they always had a restaurant and then they had a few little. The Hawthorne. Uh, yeah, they always had uh, some stuff there and then they had that uh, distillery there and I've had it. And I think it's gotten better over the years because uh, I've gone out. I've been back 12, I, so I know I've been there at least two or three times. I was say, hey, buddy, it's gotten a lot yeah. better since the first time I went yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Sam and Burton used yeah. to suck, dude. Yeah. Go ahead and put that out there. It used to suck. Yeah. It was terrible. Now, there's age on it. It's, it's good. I'm seeing it everywhere. You know what they're actually doing now? Um, it was Vittori Friday last week. And they've got like um, not not mixers because that's not what I'm trying to say, but um, bitters. And I don't know if this is new or if they've been doing this forever. I don't know, but they've got bitters and um, like martini toppers and additives for like they did something with the moonshine. They've got things that you mix in with the moonshine to make cocktails and things like that. You know. Okay. Cool. Right. A little shout to Sammy Bird real go quick. Yeah. Check that out. Oh, Labaduty. 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 All right, so we're going to uh, top off the bourbons real quick, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, guys. FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Crafting Boodle, and don't forget that as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CRAFTBOODLE15. Once again, CRAFTBOODLE15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands. So you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast. So yeah, Ben Holiday, we actually, uh, we did a big block party um, at Lit Cigar Lounge last summer. And um, it was funny for us because when our <laughs> booth was set up as Craft and Pure, we had the Ben Holiday rep in from McCormick Distilling up in Weston. Um, which there's a whole really fun, you know, love story with us, and, and it's real personal to us, like kind of funny when we found out this thing existed. Um, but we're sitting there, and for most of the event, you know, we're not, we, we're, we're working, so we're being very calm, but we had a couple of pours through this five-hour event. And towards the end of the event, <laughs> she asked us, she's like, hey, uh, would you guys like another pour? And we're like, yeah. She goes, well, which one? We're like, well, they're all the same. She goes, oh, no, they're not. Like we've been drinking different batches through the night. So we, we hook up on that, we get involved into that, and then he brought to the podcast a couple of weeks, oh, it was the last Battlehawk came. What was that? That was a different Ben Holiday product. Well, I think what they did was they introduced a different grain. I think it was a red wheat, maybe, um, into the Ben Holiday line, yep. and um, I bought it and I really enjoyed it. Um, <coughs> I think, for me at least, I, I think that's one of the better Missouri bourbons I've drank. 
I think that <coughs> Ben Holiday, for that five-year bottle and bond standard that they've released, I don't think there's a regular release Missouri bourbon that can touch it. Now, there's things that Dave does is still 630 that are just out of this fucking world. Yeah, there's a couple there um, that I like. What Stolok is doing with their releases and the way they're starting to age things. Um, I think that what Stolok does um, is... It's unique that they can get those flavors and the two different sensitivities into the same glass. You know, it's, it's really interesting. Um, but as far as what Ben Holiday does... That five-year bottle and bond, it's, it's it's the only bottle and bond in the state of Missouri, right? Yes. I think so. Right? Yes. Because I think I remember the first time I saw it, a rep brought it out, and I was like, well, hang on. the I can't find a bottle and bond warehouse registered in the state of Missouri, right? Because in order to be bottle and bond, federal mandated, inspected, so on and so forth, right? We know the bib rules. Turns out it's there. You know, it's well, and, and never so been. It, and so should it be, because that's one of the oldest distilleries in Missouri. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, there's such a rich history out there being a river town and transportation and everything that comes out of Weston, which we've uh, done at least one we missed hey, last year. But we, we know how there. well their train transportation is because it ate that podcast up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying back in the day that Weston was right on the river. There was a lot of transportation going on through there. And um, there's a rich history there. And I, I mean, I, I, I just, I think it's fantastic that they would do this. Um, I can't think of another distillery unless you can, you know, tell me one. I, that's one of the oldest distilleries in, in Missouri. Uh, it's got to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know in order. I mean, you know, still 630's been 10 years now. Oh, well, fuck. We, right. I have no idea how many. It's 100 years. McCormick's yeah. been around forever. So um, you've got. I mean, 1800s or, or late 1800s at least for sure. Woodhat's been going for. Yeah, but those are. Sh well, I'm not saying short timers. But, you know, a lot of these guys maybe have been around. <clears throat> close to a decade now but right. we're, we're talking a rich rich history there right right um so i'm glad they came out with something that missouri can wrap their hat on and that's no pun on yeah. wood hat but. and then you've got you've got the fun that that like with your shirt on the barrel king's got going on you know uh, not a distillery yet no but they're, but they're a finishing company you know they come in and do a lot of different things with their finishing yeah bringing a lot of barrels in from mgp and then they're finishing them in other barrels which i think is fantastic we've had but it on got, the podcast he's got a about. killer connection because he's finishing in barrels that you don't see the big dogs for you don't even see the companies that own those barrels finishing in those barrels uh i don't know yeah. I don't know. Oh, I think it's the, the one girl that you know, but well, my cigar is still killing it. I'm just down to all of my label. I'm gonna pop that off. And um, but man, thanks for bringing these to the table because these course, are fantastic. Yeah. And I again, I'm just fun. saying these are available. If you guys are listening to us and you like what we're smoking. Hey. Um, bootleg in Washington mm -hmm. with Bill. He's got some unique stuff out there. 
-hmm. We haven't been out there in a month or two. Well, I'm not saying you haven't. We haven't delivered something, but we haven't been out yeah, there. Yeah, we haven't out there. Yeah. Um, but obviously, this is something um, that's been added to his stock out there, and and it and bootlegger is such a unique place because it, you're, you're not, when you go there, you're just not going to get cigars. I mean, the guy's got beard oil, bread, cookies, which are I'll tell you, he's got the, off the hook. <laughs> fuck that, dude. His bagels. He's a multi-talented guy. Bro, his bagels are clutch. Like, I'm sorry. His, his and if you guys something about bootleggers, you want know, to talk about. So we're talking about his bagels and his cookies, and everything like that. Every Saturday is baking and coffee, and it starts at eight o'clock in the morning. Bill also has a full service bar, um, and you can't smoke inside currently. But he is working with legislation in Franklin County to work that out. Um, but he's got it, especially right now with those trade woods that come off the river. His patio money he's put awnings out over the patio and if you want to sit right out on front street main street washington you sit under the shade of the bank of washington you sit right there you just watch all the fun that's going down sit right there have a cigar have a drink eat some food and enjoy yourself absolutely uh main street in washington missouri yeah literally <laughs> right behind the bank of washington i'm gonna grab some wood <laughs> uh, but he does that every saturday that starts at and then the baking starts at 8, and it's there. I mean, you can buy it. When he's done, you can buy it. He packages it all up, buy it, he bakes it all in the back, all in the back. Wood fire, wood, wood fire oven, but I think gas helps ignite, whichever. Um, he's been doing that for, you know, before, before bootleggers was a store, it was a farmer's market thing. You know, and he'd go to the farmer's market with his beard oils and balms and yeah. leather goods that he stitches and yeah. does his baked goods and everything like that. Yeah. Throws all that on there. So all that's available inside there. That's why it's Cigars and Apothecary. It's the name of the store. And um, he's very much full service bar. You can drink while you shop. Um, hang out, have a cocktail, have a cigar outside, inside. Even have a little meal, man. I mean, it's a, it's a whole steal, dude. It's awesome. He's open... Monday through Saturday? I think it's closed on Sundays. Oh, right now. It's right on Ma Main Street. Maybe. Right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just go in there and tell them that Kraft and Puro sent you in there. He'll take care of you. He'll, he'll work you all out. For most Sundays, Holy Day, but for some people, it's Fun Day, but I don't know what he's doing on Sunday. The, maybe it's a combination. It's from the guy that's there in Washington. I've had, we've had some of it. So <laughs> I'm still a little confused on what he makes. Because, oh my God, what was that Kona coffee bean one that I fell in love with? We had it at Cigar Vault. Uh, Are you talking bread, cookies? No, 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 whiskey. But they're from oh. they're from Washington. Oh. From Washington, he's right down there. He's right behind the coffee shop, right there on uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. It's right back there. Yeah. Um, Mash Mashville. It's Mashville. Is it Mashville? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't know. I didn't know if that was straight distillate that, that he's doing inside of the building he's in. I don't know. I actually, it was really funny. It was actually right before COVID. I had walked in. I was, we were driving up there, and I saw Washington Distillery on it. He's make. He's actually making it now. Oh, okay. Well, I had knocked on the door, <laughs> and this guy comes up and he goes, "Yeah, we're not. We're not open." I was like, "Oh, I just thought this was pretty cool." He's like, "Yeah, you can. You know, come back. We're not open." And I never went back. And then. Found it at a uh, cigar vault. Yeah, because they had that 
they have a bottle of that, a couple of bottles of that down at the restaurant you're talking about in Lavity. That Hawthorne? Yeah. Have you eaten at Hawthorne? Uh, is that in Washington? It's or? in Labadee. It's in Labadee. Yeah, I've yeah. eaten there before. They have a dish. It's fried spinach. <clears throat> that they put pepper and Parmesan cheese on. And they have the uh, feet of chips. Yes. And you just eat it. It's like, you just eat it. It's ridiculous, but I love it every time I have it. It's just amazing. I don't argue with it at all. It's just a damn good meal. Not a meal. It's a snack. You know, but it's fun. Now that we're talking all this uh, left side of 100 shit. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you what, I think this cigar is absolutely fantastic. Mm. I'm so glad we went on the Dominican. Uh, am I saying it right? The Dominican yeah, yeah, side No, yeah, it? and this is what's actually I really mean, fun. I mean, I'm just blown away with this cigar, what's how nice really it is. really fun for me, and I'll, I'll speak for you a little bit here, I think for us is... I can't tell you what the what is in. I don't know. And what is the wrapper? I think it's is Habano. It? I, but I, again, I don't know. I'm like shade matching a little bit here. I actually don't know. You know, shit. Well, the, the last Habano wrapper is what we were gonna do with the uh, Reaper. With the hooligan. Or the and it kept. No, we were gonna it? do Sumatra. Oh, it on, was the hooligan. Yeah. And the Sumatra and we were like the, 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 um, no, it wasn't, it, I thought it was a Habano wrapper, but it's just too thin, and it wasn't. It was Sumatra originally, we've got Habano now. Oh. We got the older Habano. Well, whatever that Sumatra wrapper was that we were trying to, and you listen, I, I've always, me and Mark have talked about it, the construction's got to be important because whether you like the cigar or not, the construction's got to be beautiful to a T. Has to, and that's what stopped that stopped that performance for us, right? It was like, you know, and I'll tell you guys this: we actually discussed this like to the fullest and actually tried to do some numbers. And like, we smoked that cigar twelve times, and I'll be damned if every single time we smoked it, mine would smoke great, his would pop. His would smoke great, mine would pop. And it just kept going that way. And we're like, okay, so at the time, boxes weren't available. We were running three packs, right? So if you're saying half of every 12 is going to pop, then that means every two, three packs are going to be bad. Yeah, no good. You know, and that can't happen. You no. can't do that. You don't want to run into that scenario. Now, it, it's never going to fail. Yo, we talked about you and I. You smoked a Reaper a week ago. And just, it. you, you were smoking it and it cracked. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the you, first one I ever seen. Yeah. And I was just like, well, of course there's going to be one that's going to be a little out of sort. Because when you really look at what happens from seed through the farm, through the wrapping, to the cultivating, all of that, to not have anything happen is is almost unbelievably crazy, and we don't have a lot of that with our cigars. So no, we're very lucky. The I thought it was very. And, and by the way, I smoked the whole damn thing down to a nub, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And there's there's, you know, I, you've heard me say this, as I think we've known each other. I said, you know, the beautiful thing about a handmade item is it's bound to fuck up at some point. <laughs> Right, it's well, going to. There's you know? bound I mean, to have one or two that somebody have an might issue. press a little too hard. Somebody might, 
try and squeeze one where it shouldn't. Something may slide through quality control. These things happen. Well, man. you know what I mean, Lars always said? He goes, uh, every cigar you smoke is like a cigar. You know, you got to treat it right. You got to do it right. And not every cigar ends up the way you would like right. it. Because Speaking she Lars, may we're, uh, just not... <laughs> Be just perfect every time. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Lars on again soon, but that's gotta I love be, uh, it. That we're gonna have we're gonna we sit need down to have a that. Lars yeah. reunion. You know he's dyed his uh, he grew his little uh, goatee out and he's dyed it purple. It's great. Yeah, I love it. I wouldn't expect anything less. So we should uh, we'll have him on soon within the next month. We just gotta that'll be a day that we sit down and whether it's in our office or on the patio or on your pad where we can put the mics up have good reception for the camera and everything and get it going i'm going to try and get him back here um or have him fly in or now something, is his but... line still being repped through so this is actually something i want to ask him when we talk i have no idea because stg purchased alec and bradley so alec and bradley is now distributed by forged but he was just being distributed through Alec Bradley. Yes. So we will have to see. Well, that's interesting. Um, which is super, I, so I'm curious, I don't know. And then I also never saw, I never saw t large stuff anywhere, you know? Like I still have like two, I think. I've got like the snake oils or Oh, I've got more than a <laughs> the few. One, I got, the, I've oh, got I've got bag. the uh, I've got a snake one. I've got the seven pepper thing, the one that tastes like a hot tamale in your mouth. Every time I open my humidor, I've got his stuff down in there, and I think about him telling us about the labeling, about the dyes mm -hmm. that he used in his labels, which were very expensive and very unique. I, I think about every time he tells us the story, which right. When it comes down to it, one of the reasons that I loved getting into this and talking about bourbon, especially bourbon, is the stories behind them and especially the cigars um, as well. And, but to get a guy who tells you how much um, he put into just the labels of the cigar and the dyes that he used to get the color um, out of his, it's amazing. It's always interesting. I mean, I think it would be a fabulous. I, were we? Pod, I don't think we were podcasting. At we the were time, not. No, we weren't. But it would be beautiful to spend a day with him or two, uh, if we can handle it. I mean, the last time we were with, we were out till oh three God. in the morning. But I would love spending some time with him, just like Luciano. There's always amazing stories and stuff that we bring to the podcast that are very unique and very uh, unique insight to things that happen uh, in this industry that a lot of people don't get to hear. It's just like movies or bourbon, however you make it, to hear the backstories, uh, whether it be movie, bourbon, cigars, or whatever, and how it actually got made, I think are very interesting. Yeah. And I think the podcast people would love to hear it. I wanna I wanna start this kind of cool, because you, you know I'm a huge horror movie. You know I love, we love Halloween. That's a fucking understatement. but. You know I'm a huge horror movie guy. Like I fucking, I watch scary movies. Like I, I'm fully aware when I sit in these settings that like, this, I, it's fun to put yourself in a place where, you divulge in and just try and scare yourself. See if you can let yourself be scared by it. There's a few that have done it, but I just love fucking horror movies. Like I'm, I'm a '90s kid. I love slashers. 
Like I said, I just got done watching Scream 6, okay? There should not have been a sixth Scream. Scream should have stopped after the first one. But you know why I love these movies? If you go into Did that you like movie... like scared? Well, no, they're not scary. But when oh. you go into them, if you go into this movie like, oh, this is a 2023 scary movie. There's going to be some shit. No. They still film these movies as if they're 1997 slasher flicks. They're excessive. They're they're bloody. They're the stupid decisions you see coming a mile away are happening on TV. They're phenomenal. They can make a 30 of them. As long as they stay in that, we're good. You know? It's like the Saw movies. As long as someone's talking on a microphone, someone's getting fucked up by having to hurt themselves, I'm in. Let me ask you a question, because I asked this to Janine the other night, because we were looking for new movies. And, and inevitably, we're going through movies, and I'm like, I think we've seen that. And then we're about 10 minutes in. I'm like, that, yeah, we've seen this. Yeah. Why Why isn't on my Netflix or whatever, Hulu or whoever the hell we're streaming, why aren't they having uh, a, a scoreboard of what I've watched? You know, I, it's really funny you, you say that. understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because we were talking about that the other night. I was I'm like, just I was like, going down I've to... I've seen this. Why isn't it not on I've watched? I went down to... Can, there's like continue watching or watch again, right? And there's some things on there we've seen, but then you go, like, what's it popular on Netflix or trending now? And it's literally, I scroll 30 times. And I'm like, okay, I know that everyone in the world that downloads Netflix is not watching the same fucking movie. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, I've watched at like, least 20 of the 30 that they're offering. And like on, on Hulu, bullshit. On Hulu, there's well, and there's the thing too. Like I don't mind. This is where I get silly. I don't mind. I love foreign horror movies. I love for, foreign movies are great. I don't mind subtitles on a foreign movie. Okay, but what I can't stand are <laughs> how do I say this? There's been some really cool movies that have come out that I've had to stop watching because. They're, they were recorded in English. Oh. Then dubbed. Because they're European. Uh, or whatever. And they're right? voiceovering. And then. That drives me crazy. They're subtitles. And I can't, I can't flow with that. And I don't watch it. There was a vampire one. Oh, it was called Vip or something. It was like a, a woman in the sky that was trying to fly her son with her from uh, Europe to the United States. And something happens. She's if she's if something happens, she turns a vampire. She kills the whole fucking plane. Like it, it was a gnarly movie. I mean, it was spookier and shit. Was, like, everybody died in the sky. That's kind of fucked up. But <laughs> I but, guess like, <laughs> I don't know. It was weird, man. I, I couldn't do it. But I don't understand. Is there's all these movies that like you know how hard it is. Like, I, I went. I don't watch the Oscars by any means. But I always when it's over, I always go. Who won what? Dude, there were like three movies that won this year. I can't find them. Like they don't, they don't exist. I can't find them on Prime. I okay. can't find them on Netflix. Can't find them on Hulu. Prime example is the one, and you'll know who I'm talking about. The girl who got nixed from Mandalorian. The girl, the uh, whatever her name is, she had won. It's it's not an uh, it, it's kind the of Western. A, a Western, and I've not been able to find it on shit. They always God, tell you where it is. fight in Bellator. It um, was like she's on the planes and she's some girl. Then they come in and fuck with her. And it's this crazy ass how she's tough. Oh, never been able to find it. I wanted to follow her and watch and see her shit. I've never been able to find it. It was on some 
YouTube offshoot, and even when I went to there, I couldn't get it on. Oh, it's weird. That's that shit too. Like, there's like that YouTube TV. There's like YouTube movies that you can buy. I'm like, I'm not buying a so, damn. So, like, here's the thing about it. Okay, so we all used to have regular TV. So you get cable and whatever the fuck it is. Now we've all gotten off cable. Now we're into streaming. But is it any fucking different? Because now every fucking time you try to get something on Cinemax, Showtime, whatever the fuck it is. Now when they introduce something, oh, Cinemax Plus, Showtime Plus, or Plus Plus, or Plus Plus fucking Plus. Well, that's like, like... so By the time prime, you start adding it all up, you're back spending more than what you were ever spending yes. on your regular. I remember. Deal. I remember when the cable packages were out, right? Directv, Dish Network, AT and T, Charter, and you know, if you had the premium package, you were paying like 195 dollars a month, right? And that was before you bought like MLB or NFL Network or NHL Zone or anything like that. The whole idea about streaming is they were like, dude, you could stream all of these for 30 bucks and i remember i remember when Am- when fucking netflix yeah was 2.99 here's the beautiful thing though here's the beautiful thing my kid was in town last weekend for the memorial holiday and we're all hanging out and so one of the nights before the party we all sat down to watch a movie on netflix so for the first time my son is there and it said is this the the original netflix family or whatever and it all came up and i said we're all sitting there what the fuck is this and i said to my son he said you know what this is this is goodbye to you hopping on our netflix codes right yeah yeah and i said this means that you now at 30 have to go on your own and pay for your own fucking netflix okay so i didn't do it like that but i had to do you understand what i'm saying I said, this yeah. is beautiful. It happened when you were here at my house and we're watching it because now you at 30 finally have to start paying for your own shit. Yeah, so this was funny. Same kind of scenario. Uh, I won't drop names here because some of them listen. They'll know what has happened. Hopefully it's funny. But I was allowing with someone to use my ESPN Plus. Yeah. Right? And I was like, what's actually unique is if I buy the UFC fight, just log in before I buy it. You'll be able to watch it. I'll be able to watch it for a year dude and i'm like yeah it's cool they buy a new tv they go to log in they were blocked yeah we from know where we got in. his code he's hooking they in were, yeah. they were blocked from logging in because exactly. it wasn't the home address and i get this call and they're like yo dude did you check? i'm like no it's I'm, I'm on it right now they're like, like you're not a primary me pictures oh, like, oh i'm not a primary or all the pri- sorry I'm sorry. Sorry, my name wasn't at the top. You like my fucking credit card, don't you? Yeah, yeah I know. Right on, bro. But it was just—it was really kind of cool because For I you, know that's Janine great. and the boys you, have great. always been like riding our whatever we've been doing. They've been riding it like they've got Hulu. They got all so the stuff. You got to grow up, Dad, real quick. Oh, hey, by the way, son. And when I said, "Go, well, what the fuck is this?" I says, "Guess what? It's like you guys are going to have to start paying now." It was beautiful. That's twelve ninety nine out of your account now, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, no, nah, dude. So, like, what what have you been? I watched Renfield. Actually, there's a really cool. I'm sure you know who Richard Ramirez is, the Night Stalker, serial killer in the '80s. Yeah. They've got this gnarly, like, they don't hold. I'm crime scene photos. Like, they don't hold shit back. It's on Netflix right now. It's called Night Stalker. It's three episodes. It is 
gnarly as can be. Do you remember the old Night Stalker? And he had the corn, uh, he had the old corn pie pat. The Night Stalker, I, I remember what he, he was the original. Like, no, I'm X-Files. talking about the serial killer, Richard Ramirez. I understand oh, that, yeah. but before the, that guy. Dana and Scully? Before him, there was a guy called the Night Stalker. He always carried a camera. He'd wear that pipe hat or whatever they call that hat. And he was always into like checking out weird shit. He's like, oh, there's some shit going on here. He was the original X Files before, like, well, Dana there was Scully. Right, <laughs> exactly. And actually, they combined those two in a few in some of the episodes. Oh, really? Of X Files, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, know, well, cool. I mean, I am done. I am actually down to a nub. Well, grab some garage. No, I mean that was fucking fantastic, man. Woo. These things are fucking. I'm glad I picked that side because that was really yes, good. Sir. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like trying to, and I, I, oh, so this is something I want to do for the Patreon. And I'm going to say this right up. There is a podcast that you guys can watch on YouTube. It's called the Thursday Night Movie Cigar Review. And they do it like, I think it's once a month. They, they watch a movie and smoke cigars and talk about it, which is dope. And I kind of want to play on that idea. I want to not watch it, but I want to like, we watch a movie and then we do like a live thing with the Patreon, like once every two months or something. And we put it out like, hey guys, watch this movie. We throw the Zoom up, everyone can jump in and talk shit. And we go over this movie while smoking, like it's funny. Like I listen to like, when I'm, when I'm at my desk all day, like, I listen to the true crime and horror movie reviews. And it's like, there's some really, really good podcasts out there. <laughs> Like, there's this one I'm going to send to you because I think you would I've just never, die laughing. I I'm not as a big a, a podcaster watcher as you are, but I, listen, I would I like watch to try. I listen to these. If you like them, I'd like there's, for you to send me this some likes. One, there's this one called The Horror Show, and this is like, I want to say it's three friends. They're from Connecticut. They've been, they're in their 40s or late 30s. They've been friends since, like, second grade, and they review... <laughs> They review scary movies, and they are so brutal on these movies. Like, it, it, it it's funnier than hell. And they, they go back, too. I'm not talking new. Like, they just did a, a horror film from 1937 that was, like, black and white, and it was one of those motion ones where, yeah. like, people moved and made emotions, and then the, the text, text card popped up on the screen. Crazy shit. Oh, speaking of that, have you seen Babylon? No. Watch Babylon. Is that on Netflix? Yes, it is. Watch Babylon. It's called Babylon. Is that a sci-fi? No, nope, it's nope. It's got Brad Pitt. It's got Margot Robbie, bunch of other big names. It's a movie. It's one of those. Um, it's one of those movies where you see the movie from like eight people's point of views. But it's about the film industry from like the late twenties to the early forties, or late forties. And it just talks about all the changes that happen inside that whole scenario. And it is it is wicked, man. It's like the Great Gatsby, just different. Well, I think the biggest change that ever happened in the horror industry was when Blair Witch, Blair Witch Project came out. You know, that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid? Scared the... Now, I watch it now. I watched it last year on Halloween. No, not Halloween. We were at Dalton's. I watched it and I started laughing my ass off. Like, this shit scared me. 
Well, that's funny because I had a movie when I was a young kid called Legend of Boggy Creek. And we lived out in the, um, we live out in the sticks at Creefcore Lake. This is before Creefcore Lake ever had. Oh, shit. And I was going to say. Creefcore Lake, did, it was a park, but we had a bunch of houses down there and trailers my father owned and whatever. And um, we were backwoods. And we always knew about, you know, UFOs because my uncle was a crazy ass guy. He Always smoking and drinking, and he was following he knew the Piedmont. Truth. He knew a bunch of shit, and he was like, he was always like calling my dad saying, Hey, you need to get down to Piedmont. The UFO shit's hot down here tonight. Everybody get down to Piedmont. Piedmont and he'd be camping. And, but anyway, we uh, watched this. I, I think because we were in a trailer for a while, um, in this movie, the Sasquatch was like coming and fucking with the trailer. And I thought it was spooky as shit. It scared the hell out of me. And I showed it to my kids, and they were laughing. Dude, I'm going to ask this question now. Have you they ever... They were like, Dad, come on, this is stupid bullshit. Have you ever seen The Strangers? I'm not sure. To I this have. day, right now, sitting in my living room, that movie still makes me clear my house. The Strangers. It is... Oh, terrifying. is that that one? It's recent, right? Uh, 07. Oh, I thought it was something where these people show up and then these people are all creepy. Yeah, they're wearing masks. Yeah. Knock on the door. Yeah, it's like 07. It's old, but yeah. But dude, to this day, it still fucks me up. It scares the shit out of me. And then there's the Houses October built. If you haven't seen that, that that's one of those found footage films. Well, I know but, definitely that you you just throw this shit out here and I can't figure yeah. out what I've seen, what I've watched, but I know I watched a slasher, what I would consider a slasher film, and it was out in Australia. And these oh, you, kids, were, you watched that snuff film, dude. You told me about this. Oh, my God. I was film. like, yeah. turn this shit off. This yeah. is crazy because it was too real. I know. It probably was. Because, I mean, how hard is it to just snag kids and, like, take them yeah. back and chainsaw them up and do whatever well, the hell you so want? So that's what I want to do. I, wa I want to do this thing, like, once a month, once every two months or whatever. We're just hanging out. Like, we do it at night. We can do it in the morning. When we got time, we can do it together. We can Zoom, whatever. And just, you have to watch it. And then we... We'll we'll fight. We'll smoke a cigar. We'll 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 drink. We'll get silly, and we'll just we'll put it out to everyone and like, hey, watch it and like talk shit with us. Like it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, you know? that'd be totally. And I'm, I'm I'm leading this. Like I said, there are podcasts that do this. You can see this. I want to do it too, but I want to invoke the cigars and the whiskey involved into it, and play around. So, for example, the Mad Russian, uh, he went down to Bardstown this weekend, right? We were talking about that, and uh, he found. I'm going to order these um, Friday when I get paid. But this um, Finland Spirits did a horror movie combo pack. What? So there's the Moonlight Mayhem straight bourbon whiskey, the Rise of the Robots, a small batch straight rye whiskey, and then the Moonlight Mayhem extended cut. Which is the barrel strength straight bourbon whiskey. And all the labels are like 1930s horror movies. Wow. Leave it to him to find yeah. something like that. They're great, That's dude. Just and up his all alley. three of these bottles, $129. So I'm going to order them. It's actually a real site, but I'm going to order them. 
and maybe we'll have them for fucking Halloween, you know, which would be cool. Um, well, I just lit up an Avalon Tuxla. Tuxla. And oh, um, that thirteen, baby. I haven't. What had do you one. Uh, do? You want to do a pepper? Well, I have the Stellum. Let's uh, do the Stellum. We've already done the Oak and Eden and have the pepper. Have you had? Have you had my Stellum yet? I think I have. The Harvest Moon. Well, this is a rye. Yeah. Am I not saying it's that correctly? Yeah. It's a rye. Yeah. We could try that. Unless you have something else no, in sir. your bag. No, sir. I just really wanted you to try I that. I always feel like I'm Felix the cat now. I always have. Do you remember? In the bag? Well, because Felix, uh, back in the day, if you watch cartoons, if you're older jackass like I am, um, Felix always had a bag of tricks. And I always feel like. I bring, you know, stuff in my little bag, and this was another rye that I know nobody was liking at our party the other night, and we could maybe try that as well. Uh, let's try that. Yeah. If no one liked it, I'm into it. Because I've got some Stellums at home. I've got the Harvest Moon and the Farmer's Moon. Uh, Harvest Moon's a barrel-strength bourbon. <coughs> I think Farmer's Moon is... Uh, oh, I'd have to look. One's a rye. They're both barrel strength. One's a rye, one's a not. But the crazy thing about Stellum is, like, you can go to Total Wine right now, and they got a row of six of these. And it's funny, because there's Stellum. Stellum is, like, $59.99. Then there's Stellum, maybe it's barrel strength. The rye is, like, $69.99. Then there's namesakes, right? Harvest Moon, uh, Blood Moon. Whatever. They start going $99, $159, $239. 400 like they climb man i mean they get expensive quick cheers brother. cheers can i not like that i'm all over that so right away that is way more rye than that pepper right more as big. rye more rye it's not as big this is uh silky but that's that's more the, the spices up front, the kind of candies in the back. That's more rye to me. I mean, and does this? See, I don't remember if these show. <laughs> yeah, one fourteen. Oh, I think those are exactly the same. One fourteen and sixty-two point one. Right? Yeah. So are you enjoying, so now that you smoked the uh, the new pork chop or the Como, Como de Terra, whatever the name is on it, on the the butcher's cut release, the, the yes. Tuxla. You're smoking the Avion 13 in the Tuxla, right? So yep. same binder fill that's normally in the Avion, but it's got the San Andreas on it. And you've smoked Kappa Specials, you've smoked Arbusos, you smoked the T110s. We've done all of those. Now, I know that's the most recent Tuxla you've smoked next to. No, this one I've been smoking seven months. No, this, this is what I'm saying. That's the most recent Tuxla you smoked next to the Butcher Cut. Well, right? Or did maybe. you have some other ones? No, this no. is probably. Are you finding anything I like similar? the Butcher Cut. The Butcher Cut, whatever the fuck is in that. I'm going to tell you something about that, that Butcher Cut. It's hard for me. I had to put it behind everything. Because like I'm just like oh I'm just gonna grab a sky just kind of reached into that fucking butcher paper and and grabbed it and I don't want to do that. Well, I don't know. You probably since our last podcast, you gave me two or three of them, maybe four, yep. and um, I'm trying to leave them alone because I really like them. 
Well, I'll give you a couple. I don't more know then. what the hell it is, but I need to get either we maybe split another one, but because I'm just thinking it's a difference. It's like I always have told Mark when I go to a bourbon party, especially Cass, I do a turn dial and I try to do just a little of all of the bourbons, just a little, and then all of a sudden, bam, there's that one that hits me that's just a little different. And it's the same way with cigars a little bit. Um, like there's a lot of text out right now. Um, if you, well, it's what's funny now. Them. Well, what's funny now is the only Tuxla that's on the market is the butcher cut. All of well, those are gone. Those are you can't that, that doesn't you can't buy. I mean, I haven't found them anywhere. You can't buy them anymore. Oh, okay. Those were a uh, of course. They did the Avion 13, the Kappa Seventh, and then. I wonder if it was the 110. But I've smoked them all, and I've never had one hit me like the pork chop. The no, pork chop ain't. was just like, what the fuck? But now this one has been, I liked this before it was even a Texla. I, I, I always liked this, but um, there's just a little something special about that pork chop. I don't know what it is. And listen, that's okay. I mean, first of all, and foremost, we've always talked about on our podcast from day one that, you know, we're, we're not into all of the little idiosyncrasies. We're just like, what's tooting our horn and what, I, what we really like. Right. And um, this cigar has always been good, but there's just something about that pork chop that's come along now that I've gravitated to that I really like. And that's what it should be. I mean, you know. That's how it should be. Right. And it's not like, hey, I'm not telling you to go buy the pork chop. I'm just telling you what I'm tasting and what I like. And this particular one is good. And um, so you guys in listening can make your decision. Now, are they readily available? Fuck no. Of course they're not. I, I, I just, I don't know if Lit has them. Lit may have them as single. When Mark comes back, he may know, but Mark's not at Lit anymore, so I don't know exactly what, how readily available these are for singles to smoke. But I'm quite confident you can get on um, um, one of the websites and whatever in order to make a five pack, like order some singles. Because sometimes when I get onto these websites and I'm excited about getting some, you may not be able to get a box which I normally don't, but I'll get five. And I can order them and get them and get a chance to enjoy them because I think it takes two or three cigars. It's just like when we open bourbon. I, I, it takes a little bit for me to see if I really like that bourbon uh, because I think it, it, it takes time to mature. It takes time for me to smoke it and, um, and see because we... Typically, when we smoke our cigars, we're doing bourbon. So I think it takes a little time to say, hey, this is something. But I've smoked three or four of those, and I think they're well worth a five purchase, maybe, and see if you guys would like them, especially if you're a Tatawahe fan. And I will say, if you're a Tatawahe fan, Probably um, Lit and probably also um, Zach's down there at um, Captain Z's. You can try a prethla of fucking 
good cigars for $140. They probably still have some Christmas Avalon Advent calendars. So that may be something for your money you may want to try because I don't know how many cigars it is, but it's probably 25 to 30. They're a little smaller, a little robustos, but you get a chance to try a lot of the um, Tatuaje cigars. Um, so that may be worth your money to give it a try. What I was saying is um, that if you guys have not had an opportunity to try a lot of the Tatuaje stuff that's out there, right now, probably, I bet you that Zach's um, Captain Z's probably still has some advent calendars. I, I bet they're 140 probably. bucks for 25 yeah. cigars. Now, obviously, they're a little, they're smaller, they're a little robustos and whatever. But you can have an opportunity to try a lot of different of the, uh, a, a lot of different of the line yeah, that I mean, Tatawai puts out. If you, and I bet you that even Lit has some advent. Yeah, I, I was gonna, uh, I, you know, they, I don't know, but they probably they might. I was gonna say if you. We'll go ahead and tell you guys this right now. If you're in the St. Louis Just market the or you're traveling through the three places to buy Todd Dwyer. Captain Z's on Telegraph Road, Grand Crew on Ann. And Grand Crew may even and have Lit some. Lit Cigar up. Lounge in the district in uh, Chesterfield. Or, yeah, yeah, the district, right? Yeah, he I may have a few, though. Right. Yeah. They've got, they always have solid Todd Dwyer collections. If you want your most aged pickup, you go down to Grand Crew. Uh, boldest selection, you're going to argue between Lit and, and Captain Z's, but I would say on the advent, what I saw a month, four weeks ago, I would say Captain Z's um, would yeah, be your best Yeah, and that advent part. thing, like, Oliva and, did and they, an advent and, and here's calendar. the thing, they came out with 22 and 23? They well, brought yeah, out both years. We, we talked about this last year. I remember this. I even, I even messaged, uh, Pete on Instagram, and he, the reason he delayed the 21 advent calendar and, and 22 released at the same time in 22 is they had a packaging production issue in 21. So he had posted a picture of all the cigars in a bundle, and I messaged him, I was like, well, if I pay you double the advent calendar, can you send the bundles? And he replied, look, Pete's, Pete's actually, if you want to talk to someone on Instagram, he actually replies very well. He, he does. He'll talk to you. <laughs> He hit me with a no, and I was like, "Oh shit, okay." But that was the reason they released them well, both at the same that's time. That's a nice response. Yeah, it's a pretty much dad hand slap right there. Like grounded, you're grounded. Go to your room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, so I just fired up a uh, killer bee from Oveda uh, Negra. Black label I almost trading brought company. a killer bee tonight. Um, I almost brought a killer bee. I got some I was treats for you, coming, it buddy. From the agua, I was holding it maybe for an agua farm at my house, or um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I have one of those, and I'm sure it's one you gave me, or we bought it fucking Stanley's, dude. Remember that's yeah. why Bob. Remember we walked into fucking Stanley's humidor. Yeah, and we were like, we were looking around, we're like moving shit, and there's like, oh, I don't know, those are down there. Oh. Well, now we know. Well, I just bought, uh, like I said, 18 of the Las Caveras 20-year, maybe, the red label. That's what when I got here. Yeah. yeah. Um, love it. Yeah, well, this is, this are we four great. weeks away from the release of the new of the new Las Caveras? We are 
Well, it's June first tomorrow. It's I six six weeks. I'm gonna say probably the middle of July. Right. It always no no. You know what? It's gonna come before PCA, and PCA is the fourth of fucking July. Maybe three weeks. Maybe three weeks, man. And I'm excited. I'm excited. It's uh curious, man. I'm I'm I'm. They keep you know. It's almost one of those things where you know. My joke is like it's like what's gonna go on the arm next? I've got 14 and 17 tattooed on my arm. Um, 22 is itching. Like I I smoked another one of those uh, Sunday or Monday when what I got color home. label? The baby blue one last year. We went down and yeah. picked them up and we podcasted it. Yeah. At Crown Heads. And, dude, that fuck, that cigar, my only complaint about that cigar is that they went a white box. And I really hope that 23's box is black again. Uh, yes, that's personal. Like, I love, one of the reasons that our, our cigar line that we currently run with, the Cyclops, the Hooligan, the Reaper, is the black and white. We may or may not add to that before we grow we don't know like that's one of the fun things for us right it's like we've got plans we're playing with things we're talking about things we're like hey yeah i don't know maybe there's a fourth one maybe there's not maybe there's fucking 10 of them who knows like we don't know but one of the things about the calaveras i've got i've got 17 to 23 full boxes and there's one white one it literally doesn't it doesn't add so up. We got seven years of lots yeah. of Calaveras. Yeah, and I've got singles from sixteen. I've got two. I'm saving those for the three year anniversary. We're gonna do them, and I've got this whole cool thing that I want to do with them. You'll you'll see. It's in a month, so it doesn't matter. But um, I got a cool thing planned for our three year thing. I'm, I think you're really excited. I I, I, I found it'll be cool. I I, I found I love it. Cool. Yeah, I love but. It. Um, it's just like when you look at it now and like you lay them out and you lay all seven of them out, it's like, oh, dope, 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 white owl. <laughs> There's a white one. Like, why is there a white one? You know? I don't know. And, and personally, again, this doesn't mean shit to anybody but me. I'm just saying that baby blue on that wrapper would have blown up on well, a black box. We better not box. do an all black and white. But I think he can. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Should we try? We'll go no, after no, him? No, 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 no. <laughs> but I'm just like saying, yeah, I, I like it. Because I think it's been kind of special that we've kept everything black well, we and got, white. We got this orange point. this year. It's orange this year. Right, but it's kind of a yellowish orange. Am I thinking correctly? Yeah, or whatever, a yellowish orange with white. I want to make sure. But the journey is what is so cool. And the story behind the journey um, is cool. And I hope you guys, through the listeners, I mean, I, to quite honestly, I don't even know how many years we've been doing this. A year, We're coming a little up over on two years. As far as what, podcasts or yeah, cigars? Two, a podcast. Three years. Okay. So three years, you guys have been listening to us talk about this journey. Three years, July 17th. And we pretty much, you know, lay it on the line, what we're thinking about, what we're wanting to do, and what we're hoping to do. And um, it's just fantastic. You guys have been listening to us for three years. Um, and um, 
I come up with these ideas and whatever. I talk to Mark about it and uh, either expand one more into our line or add it to the ones we've been talking about, like the old ones is another line that we're excited about. But it takes some time. I mean, it just does because we have to get with people. That whole doctrine. It just takes fucking time. But it's super cool. And we're so thankful. And like, trust me, that three-year podcast anniversary episode uh if you're not subscribed to our patreon it's three dollars a month patreon.com slash craft i'm telling you right now because i can't publicize giveaways on there they shut that shit down i'm gonna post the giveaway box on that three year and you're gonna shit yourself uh you're talking a collection of three years worth of cigars not obviously not three years worth but What's going to be in that in that humidor is going to be cigars that we have smoked over the past three years on the podcast, including some of, of obviously our cigar company, Craft & Puro, but also some things that, that I've just been sitting on that we've smoked before that I go back and listen to some of our low-quality episodes, like when I was trying to figure out mics and shit like that, and, and there's a box that's going to be given away, and I want everyone to do that. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Craft & Puro. Um, someone's going to get that box and uh, it's going to be dope. But yeah, we're, we're super excited, man. Like, and it's really funny. Like, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but what I'm excited about now is, is we're going to start playing around with some blends from a couple different people and there's ideas in the canon, man. And the, the most fun about this for me is like, this is not tomorrow. This is not next week. This is fuck. This isn't probably Christmas. Uh, you know, before Christmas, maybe, right? But sometime in the next few months, there's going to be something that comes from us. And I want everyone to listen right now know that this conversation started four months ago. And we may have something before the end of the year. And we don't know where it's going to go. We don't know where it's going to sit. And that, that, I think that's part of the excitement for us is we, we just don't know. Like when we find it, when it well, hits, we don't fucking know, so how the fuck does anybody else know? I know, but it's like cool. It's like <laughs> just like every other one. We smoke and we look at each other and we go like this. We're like, yeah. Well, I and came up then, with. We're, we're trying to come up with some stuff for the don't new. Say it. I know that, but I we're trying to come up with some stuff for the old ones, which I've got yeah. a lot of ideas. But I got, it also deals with a little bit of research. And um, do we want to share any ideas about no, that? No, I don't no? think so no. because. Um, we'll either invite something back into the black and white series or we'll move it into the new, um, the old ones. Yeah. And either one, either way, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. And, um, and the fun thing about the old ones is I want you to think about the old ones and I can almost guarantee no one will hit it. No one will even get right, but it's where not going to be Ben Franklin. It's not going to be Washington. Hang on, man. Ben didn't Ben Franklin fly a kite? Ben Franklin? Yeah, yeah, but he was an old guy. But I'm talking way back. He had like the bowl cut with the hanging. I'm talking about going back to shit. I'm talking about going way back. We're We're going back to things where we're almost certain we don't know shit about. Deciphered the words, right? Yeah. So when I think about the old ones, I'm talking about going back, like not specific names, but like 
mysteries and stories about things we've heard and um, building a mystery about what we've heard in South America or what we've heard in the Hawaiian Islands. I mean, I think these are the mysteries and the around the world we're talking about hearing about when we're talking about the old ones we're talking about shit so far fucking back that we're not even sure what the fuck we're we might even make up our own stories well it's going to be something that's going to be fun and exciting and um it's going to take some time to evolve but I'm fucking pumped about it. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool, man. I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep growing and we're gonna grow as slow as we have, man. I mean, I, I don't. We're just gonna. Keep I can't doing believe this. it's been three years. I can't believe it's and been that's, three dude, years. Dude, that's just. Can you imagine if we w- recorded the conversations we had before we bought mics? Well, we already have them recorded, don't we? Oh, we do. Yes, we do. We oh, have some videos. There we go. Yeah, 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 we do. I gotta find someone that edit video though. We take some of that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> but all right guys rodriguez cigars was phenomenal thank you to bill at bootlegger cigars and apothecary let's wrap this thing up if you're looking for your tatawahi you go to lit cigar lounge grand crew captain z's um and man we're we're just excited for what's to come we're gonna have a lot more development coming we're gonna have a lot more fun well there's a it's lot going on because awesome. the summer is just starting yep and we're gonna have events. We're we gonna have, have a lot oh, of fun. Dude, stuff. we gotta talk about Friday. This is going out tonight, so we gotta talk about Friday. Okay, so really what Friday is all about is It's Sybil. Right. Not well us, of course everybody that listens to our podcast knows Sybil is one of our strongest supporters uh, with Craft Imperial Cigars, a five star restaurant. She's been named one of the top restaurants in in Missouri. Once, maybe twice. She took number one, number one restaurant in Missouri two years in a row. Okay, and she's so been top ten. She's one of our top cigar supporters. And Friday night, um, a select few of us are going to be there for a bourbon and cigar event. And it is strictly, for the most part, a a dinner and bourbon. And then me and Mark are going to have the opportunity to talk about our cigars. And then invite everybody to her um, her porch, her credenza, her her um, gazebo. Hey, without and this, then we're all gonna smoke cigars. Without out this there. getting weird, yeah. if you want to talk like the most epic plantation house wraparound porch you'd ever yeah, it's seen, fantastic. Oh my god, it's it's phenomenal, man. And we're gonna smoke cigars there this coming Friday night, and that will kind of starlight and start the summer. Yep. And then tentatively, we have a twenty-two. September the 22nd, a bourbon and cigar night with Craft Imperial, solely with Sybil and her restaurant that we will let you guys know more about. But that has already been put and set in stone. So that'll be nice, something to start the the fall uh, season with her. And if you guys hear this um, and you have the opportunity to come, it would be a fantastic thing to do because... You guys will get to experience a family that has been around for a long time and Rala in St. James that we can um, spend time with you guys smoking our cigars and, and experiencing her food and great bourbon and such. So listen, keep listening. And from the Bourbon Cowboy, I, I just, as always, thanks for listening. And I'll let the Viking take us out tonight. All right. Mahal, guys, thank you so much. Um, once we finalize that 22nd date, 
we will get flyers put together. We will put them out. Um, what do you think our normal capacity is for that? About 60 people? I think so. I, I think, and it could be more, but I think she's like seeing how so, well, these events well, are going. Well, we should say mm, 54 people. I think that's right? about yeah. right. Yeah. All right, so one, one, we get the, if, is that final? Are we set on that date? Don't know, but we'll keep our list. Okay, we'll, we'll keep it. As soon as we get that settled up, we will get flyers out. We would love to see everybody come out there. Um, I'm telling you right now, the dinners they put on bring an empty stomach and wow. hydrate. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now because uh, I've been to a lot of cigar dinners. I've been to a lot of dinners and then cigars after. Shit, we've hosted, we've ate together and then smoked. But you better be hungry and thirsty. I'll tell you that right now. So, uh, from the Viking Mahalo guys, thank you so much. We will see you next week. We will get the Patreon updated and then we'll get some stuff going on. We're gonna have some fun. Just look forward to the future and thank you guys so much. We're out. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch. Mm-hmm.